All right, thank you so much for joining us today. My name is M.G. Govia. I'm the Education Outreach Liaison of OKA1, and I'm joined with by Tux Jackson with Plains All-American. And we are doing our Digging Deep with OKA1 podcast today. And we have a lot of information to share with you. So I'm um, looking forward to this conversation. Um, Touch, do you mind telling us a little bit about you and your role with Plains All-American? Yeah, thanks, MG. Uh, my name is Tux Jackson. I'm the damage prevention supervisor for Plains All-American Pipeline. Um, you know, that has to deal with, obviously, with OK-81, uh, one call, and then all, and then also public awareness as well. So, um, you know, Oklahoma, that's a, that's a big part of uh, where we operate in, uh, obviously, with the Cushing Terminal. So I'm um, glad to be on here. Thanks so much, buddy, for, uh, for inviting me on here. Obviously, this is safe digging month, so I definitely wanted to get the word out this month and uh, just have a chance to talk a little bit about damage prevention with you, buddy. Not, not, not that we don't talk all the time anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. We, we keep each other busy. That's for sure. Yes, sir. Uh, one of the ways that we stay busy is obviously, like you said, this month is national safe digging month. It's April. Um, the podcast may or may not be published before the end of the month, but uh, national safe digging month is huge for us. There's other public awareness events and damage prevention efforts that we do. Um, can you, Tell us a little bit about the day in the life of Tux and how you do your job and how you do it. Oh yeah, man. So, I mean, basically uh, with, we have um, six divisions within planes that um, we each have a damage prevention representative in each one. Um, and here in, here in Oklahoma specifically, this is uh, one of my, I think eight states that I cover within our mid-continent division. Um, so basically, you know, having, having that uh, two-way conversation with excavators, first responders, um, you know, public officials, and then just affected public in general, right? So uh, that's that's a huge part of what we do. Um, and then obviously making sure that our our field personnel is trained correctly uh, in the art of line locating and and uh, uh, completion of, of line locates through uh, our our ticket management system. So um, you know having that uh, in field uh, activity is a big part of it as well. Uh, doing you know conducting work alongs uh, doing outreach with the public as well um, just kind of you know making sure that we're having that uh, public awareness with the uh, our stakeholders and then at the same time making sure that on our side of the uh, the spectrum right that we're trained properly that our guys know uh, exactly what they're locating how they're locating uh, and then making sure that all the one tick one call tickets coming in uh, get completed on time because we want to make sure not only that we don't have any damages right but at the same same time the excavators get to do their jobs on time so uh, that's a big part of it man um have and then uh we also have uh like i said the community outreach portion which is a lot of involvement with the community uh you know sponsorships or you know events and things like that obviously the last year man it's been tough because uh, of covid but uh, excited that we're starting to kind of uh, shift towards the way of not having to worry about that anymore and get out there and be able to have uh, that relationship again so yeah, I know through public awareness efforts, I mean, we kind of look at our audiences, if you will, those stakeholders. We have professional excavators, those who are subcontracting and doing work for you. Then you have uh, homeowners, you have farmers, you have all these different um, groups that we're both in partnership with and getting in front of. Um, do you have any challenges when it comes to um, what we do? Oh, yeah. Uh, have you run anything? I 
Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, and, and that's the thing. First of all, we want to say thank you to all the excavators that do use 811 because uh, that's the beginning of the process, right? And then we try to think about how we can perfect that process. Uh, not only do we want to perfect it so that way we can go out and locate the accurate location, but also so that way that the excavators can do their job, right? I mean, that's mm -hmm. the that's uh, the reason why they put the one call in is so that they don't have any damages, but at the same time, so that they can get their job going uh, without having, uh, having to worry about where, you know, certain lines are and things like that. So, um, but once we kind of get past the actual initial putting in of the uh, the one call ticket, uh, some of the bigger things that our guys deal with, uh, you know, is communication is a huge, huge deal. Um, and what I what I mean by that is whenever you're putting in those one call tickets uh, as an excavator or, or landowner or anything like that, uh, just making sure that you're putting down the proper uh, contact information. You know, I know a lot of people think, hey, let's 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 let our administrators, you know, office administrators handle those. Uh, if if you are going to do that, make sure that they know the projects you know i mean that they know exactly where the projects are going to be done at uh, that the, you know the specific work that's going to be done on location um and then the people who are going to be out there and the only reason why i say that is a lot of times we'll call uh, our guys will We'll call you know trying to get specific information and office administrators may, may not even know uh, which location it is so uh, yeah. you know we, we definitely would rather have somebody who's going to be on site have that you know that contact information to them i know um, a lot of people don't like to do that because of maybe uh, the amount of work that they have to do um, with in, when it involves that especially if you submit a lot of one call tickets per day right, right. so i uh, totally get that but just make sure whatever contact information you're putting in there that the guys are are or the you know that the people are able to uh, to give specific location and uh, you know site descriptions and things like that and then the, of course the description of the work so that's a big one uh, another one is is white lining you know i know uh that's been a big push in a lot of one call centers right is is uh, white lining and and being able to uh, a locator to be able to show up on site the the uh, location be marked out correctly so that way whenever they get out there minimal minimal conversation needed uh you already see where the dig site's going to be you know and that makes it easier for the for the guys who are doing the locates but also it makes it easier for the the company that's going to be doing the expert Right. because a lot of times you know they get out there and they can clear it out you know within minutes if they can see if they can see where the dig site's going to be and it's going to be like for instance with our right-of-ways it's 25 uh, foot on each side of the line for most of our pipelines um, so if they go out there and it's you know 50 feet away then they're able to uh, send out a positive response to the excavator saying hey you know we're clear so uh, i mean that that can get that process going a lot quicker i know that the process of getting out there and marking it is a is an ordeal but once you get it marked i mean that process starts to fly a lot faster being able to do stuff like that so i would say those are the two main issues um the the last one there is you know listening or sticking with that that timeline right because uh yeah. ok811 is a little bit different you know um and i do like it actually i do like that that the uh, due time actually goes from 7 a.m. Now, correct me, MG, if I, <laughs> if I say this the wrong way, but the way that it works is if you put in a ticket, like right now, it's nine o'clock where we're at, right? So if you put in a ticket right now, that 48 hours doesn't start until seven o'clock the next day. So exactly. yeah. uh, basically uh, 48 hours um, once seven o'clock the next day hits. So it's always a hard one to, to, uh, to relay to the guys, but <laughs> um, sticking with that timeline is a huge part of it because uh, you don't start work early. You know, I mean, let, let everybody have their sufficient amount of time to get out there and locate it and mark it uh, and then let you guys, you know, um, you know, send out that that information to the excavators. So those are the, probably the three big issues.
Yeah, let me um kind of elaborate on those from the one call side because um, let me know if I get these out of order. But let's start with the um, communication. Um, one thing about putting and submitting a locate request with OKO1, um, our excavators, professional excavators, please hear us out. Uh, when that uh, locate is being submitted, we're going to ask who's calling. And because the, the submitter is very important, we need to know who's submitting the ticket so that if questions about the ticket information, um, it needs to be updated or changed or anything like that, we know who gave us that information in the first place. But we also ask the contact out in the field. So we have caller information and then contact information. And we always ask that. So if you are if you are letting your office personnel take care of submitting the tickets, go for it. Yeah, They'll still be our contact. They'll be the contact for the one call because we want to know, hey, is this ticket information right? Is the time right? All that stuff. But if the locator has questions, they're going to call the contact on the ticket. So there's Love one it. call contact and then there's locator contact, if you think of it that way. Uh, so that improves communication. Um, your office personnel is still going to get confirmation and discussion with us, but they're not going to be, they may not have the information like access to an area or something like that with, that the locator is going to need. So uh, that helps improve the communication if you understand those two um, point of contacts, if you will. Um, white lining. Pretty much, Tugs, you said everything correctly. Um, white lining is huge. It improves the communication with those locators. If your locate could get done in half the time, you're going to not run into delays um, as an excavator. You're going to be able to get to work as quickly as possible. And then finally, um, the um, notification time frame. Um, as Tug said, it is uh, 48 hours excluding the data notification that's yeah, another that's way of saying it. yeah i can <laughs> yeah so yeah simplify it when it comes to notification um it is uh 48 hours excluding the data notification if you really want to simplify it, it's three business days um just so you can just say it quickly get it out there let the information be known um that you're going to need at least three days three business days notice when putting in a ticket another thing that's really beneficial excavators is when you put in that locate request you can give up to 10 business days notice. So if you're calling in on a Monday, the earliest you could dig would be Thursday morning at 7 a.m. If you're calling in on a Monday and you decide that, hey, my crew's not gonna be ready till Friday, tell us Friday, and that gives those member companies till Friday to get that locate done. You're gonna have what's called a work to begin date and time. That communication helps. That gives the member companies that one more day of prioritizing that locate request and getting it done before you're going to be working and you planning ahead is going to um, help your crew out as well. You're not going to put in a locate request before it's even necessary or stack those locates where you're updating way before you need to. So just some things to keep in mind. Um, so three great points uh, that you made um, just to help to improve the communication. I know one of the things that I do as in my role when I'm talking to excavators is say this locate request isn't just you know it isn't just a license to dig it's it's right. so much more it, yes. it's it's an information sharing is hey i'm going to be digging here protect me mm -hmm. <laughs> show yeah. me where the lines are help me stay safe let me communicate with you it's just a communication starter and that's what i stress more because if you forget all the legalese if you don't read the entire law and you don't <laughs> know everything about it hey i'm digging help me yeah that's all you really need to know 
Yeah, that's what's awesome about, um, you know, I mean, the one call system in general, right? I mean, once you call in, you guys walk everybody through the process uh, a lot. So um, <clears throat> don't be scared to call because, uh, you know, you may not know how the system works. The, the one call center is great about that, uh, walking everybody through the process, whether it's your first time or your 50th time, right? So that's what yeah. I like about it. Um, you know, another thing that I was just thinking about while you were talking about that was just uh, the fact of whenever you are putting in a one call ticket, um, you know, on a specific project because you say, hey, I'm going to be digging in this location uh, saying, you know, like maybe I'm putting in a fence. Uh, that doesn't mean that once you put that fence in and you still got, you know, say you still got time on that ticket, that doesn't mean that you can go put in a new building or something like that within the right. same area just because you've called in the one call ticket. Uh, that stuff changes. So, I mean, if the location of the work changes or the, uh, the uh, you know, um, description of the work uh, changes as well, always throw in an update or or you know add or start a new ticket you know make sure that you're uh letting the one call centers know because maybe just because it was clear on the first one maybe it wasn't going to be clear on the second one uh depending on the work so that's it's always important exactly and without white lining <laughs> um just to yeah, further yeah. that if you didn't white line your first project um they may have said hey that fence is going right here and you're decided to put that building 10 feet away and the locate just isn't what you yeah. need to work around exactly. um how um so let's talk about the process on the member side so we talk about your locators and their responsibility to get those um, accurate locates done um how does your Just locating process team, yeah, yeah like how does the locate team respond to those tickets what's the process from i receive a ticket to getting the markings on the ground yeah i love it man i mean it's i will say this it's changed a lot since the early 2000s right i mean used to um basically y'all would send us the tickets and some people still still conduct business the same way but um now the way that planes uh, typically uh, conducts their business on that side of things is that they receive first of all obviously they'll receive the one call ticket from from ok one but say uh let's 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 break it down even further um excavator submits a one call ticket to ok one <clears throat> they then dispatch that to our ticket management system our ticket management system then breaks it down uh, based off of location or member code. Uh, the member code, which is assigned to a specific line uh, that we have to locate. Um, at that point, it once it dispatches those tickets accordingly, uh, it'll get down to uh, area specific uh, locators. So, you know, say that you submitted one in, in Oklahoma City, so that there, we have a specific locator for Oklahoma City. Uh, they would then go out, uh, look at the description of the of the ticket. Um, if they needed to, right there, they could contact the excavator. Hey, is the work? Uh, you know, asking them more detailed questions so that way they know if they need to actually go out there and locate it, or if they can clear it out uh, in office. Um, if they can't clear it out in office, then they'll go out there and locate the line. At that point, you know, we've got we've got the equipment. Uh, uh, that we use for our line locating uh, they do direct direct hookup method which is actually where they actually directly hook up to a test lead uh, out in the field and be able to locate the pipeline uh, very accurately that way so um, that's the way that they do it and then obviously they're going to put down their markings our markings are going to typically be yellow because we are a crude oil pipeline company especially in oklahoma that's what you're going to see so um, we would we would use yellow markings and yellow paint. So you're going to yeah. see the uh, planes all or planes uh, pipeline, uh, you know, wording on there with crude oil pipeline. And then obviously we're going to communicate if we have to uh, do a marked line locate uh, according to OCC. Obviously, 
obviously uh, they want us to be able to communicate the type of product being transported the uh the material that it is which is steel right and then the uh, diameter of the pipeline and anything above six inches has to be communicated as well so we'll do that either through phone call or through the ticket text itself so uh, we gotcha. also if we have to another thing is with our ticket management system we also have to attach pictures to any kind of mark line locate so um you know we're going to have that proof that we marked it so that way you know if there's any kind of confusion hey you know here, here it is we've marked it so uh, that's a big thing as well for for us and our group we want to make sure that we're doing our job that our guys are getting these done uh, we're very 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 strict about the timeline uh, within planes as a company so how uh, we do not accept late line locates, you know, plain and simple. Uh, that's been something that we're, you know, heavily involved in. If something happens or we don't get it done in time, there's a pretty, uh, you know, it's a pretty uh, rare circumstance uh, and it's usually because an emergency came up. So right. uh, that was something that we had talked a little bit about before that MG, which is just that, you know, just because you put in a, a one call ticket, that's not the only the one call ticket that that locator receives that day. That's the biggest thing to remember with that. You know, I know that people get frustrated uh, sometimes, but um, they are going to get it done within that, that, that uh, before that due time, if you give them the sufficient amount of time. Uh -huh. emergency locates things like that obviously that's that's a different topic but uh with a routine ticket normal ticket they're going to get it done before the the 48 hour time period or the you know the uh you know one day or the two days after 7 a.m the next day <laughs> i guess all right? those words all those know, words yeah, yeah 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 and uh but the, yeah that's that's the biggest thing with them you know they're going to get out there and take care of it as soon as they can um, but they do have multiple one call tickets in the, in the same day so whenever you actually do schedule uh dig times with these guys just realize that hey they may have 10 digs uh, in one day to to attend or or you know you know two or three digs in the in the same couple of hours that they have to attend so if they have to kind of uh, schedule it out with you, you know, be patient with them, try to work with them as best as we can. We do want to get your project done as quickly as possible, but it is kind of like a scheduling process there, uh, you know, a lot of with a lot of that. So um, that's that's kind of the whole process there. Um, they're going to document any kind of foreign pipeline crossings, any kind of encroachments, they document those as well uh, and then report those to uh, to our um, group, you know, our department within the company. So um, with that, uh two follow-up questions um do you uh, do a lot of on-site um like where you need to be on-site while they're doing their excavations or so close to pipelines or anything like that 100 anytime that you're doing work within our right-of-way we need to be on location uh you know that's that's the way that that we always look at that um that we consider that an encroachment and encroachment is anytime that you come within our right-of-way so if you're doing work within our right-of-way we definitely want to be there uh, we want to have our guys prep uh, present whenever you're doing excavation anytime within our right-of-way so um, okay. And that's why I say like, you know, that's that's why that is so important to remember uh, whenever you're scheduling those digs that they I mean anything within the right of way, whether it be a fence or a foreign line crossing or, you know, some big, huge housing addition, uh, you know, they have to be there for that. So anytime that soil is disturbed, they have to be on location. Awesome. So what you're talking about brings up this one question. Does your locators um, have um, the responsibility of also just looking for work that is being done? without one calls put in is there education oh, outreach yeah. opportunities that you, you do as well for sure for sure i mean that's that, that's a 
a uh, planes approach in general. You know, I mean, you could be an office administrator, you could be a district manager, a division director, um, and you're going to have the same approach. If you see somebody out there digging and you don't see any markings on the ground, especially if they're digging around our pipeline and they don't yeah. see a planes truck sitting there, you know, I mean, they're they're going to stop and talk to them. Um, but not only that, but we, we try to find different ways to uh, to not catch, but like um, inform. You know what I mean? Uh, right. We want to be out there to, you know, a lot of times it's it's um, people who maybe don't don't know about the 811 process or maybe, you know, didn't realize that they were digging over top of a pipeline uh, stuff or within a right away. So uh, we always take that chance to inform them. You know, obviously we're going to stop them. Hey, you know, we've got a pipeline here. You got to stop digging. Uh, and then at that point, uh, you know, direct them towards putting into 811. Uh, we also have uh, pilot patrols. So, um, you know, we're actually required to fly our lines 26 times per year. We do those 52 times per year. So if you think okay. about that, that's once per week. So our guys are out there once per week flying at the manned aircraft, flying our pi our, our pipelines. So um, now now if you see the, one of those uh, planes flying over directly over the, the pipeline, now you'll know what they're doing. So they're actually looking for any kind of unauthorized activity, any kind of concerns that that may be involved with uh, with our pipelines. So um, and there and so anytime that they say that they get out there and they see a I mean, they come to a point where if they see a um, like, let's say a tractor or a skid steer that's parked near our right away, they're going to report that. So they're going to report that to our, our locator in the area. Um, they're going to go out and investigate it right away. So, um, you know, we get those all the time. Our guys always have to deal with that. They're having to go uh, so, I mean, that's another thing to think about is, is if you're out there doing unauthorized work, there's a huge process that comes into play uh, just by you having, you know, equipment parked near the right of way because we are so uh, we are so protective over our lines. That's I mean, we're we're very, you know, we look at us, ourselves as a very safe company. So that's part of the process is making sure that uh, we protect our lines, make sure that no unauthorized activity is happening uh, on our lines. So uh, they're going to notify our locators. Locators going to go out, um, you know, stop work, tell them to call into 811, put in and take it uh, before any further work is done. So perfect. And I don't want I don't want something to be missed in all of this um, through our conversations um, and our partnerships. Uh, one thing that we've always stressed is, yeah, we can talk about our member companies, whether it's planes, whether it's an electric company, whether it's a water company, telecommunications, it doesn't matter. Uh, we do want to protect those utilities and the, those transmissions of whatever product it is. It makes sense to do that, but ultimately, we're doing it for the safety of these excavators. Yeah, uh, 100%. We want the job to get done, and we want people to be able to come back to work tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So we don't want to lose that in this conversation. We're, we're, we're obviously talking about the damage prevention side of things, but excavators, uh, we we care about you. We want you to be safe, and we want you to be able to provide for your family and and keep going to work. So, don't let that get lost in this conversation, please. Uh, you know, we we look at it as you know we're definitely on the pipeline side of it, and that's the way that we look at it is is making sure that we protect our pipelines. Uh, but at the same time, you're able to get a, give a little bit of information just from the excavator side on what they deal with. And the only thing I've got to ask you is kind of you know do you know of any kind of uh, concerns or issues that that the excavators kind of come away with? Um, that they kind of say, hey, you know, uh, you know, I'm dealing with this. Can you not help us uh, get this done from the pipeline side of it? Maybe I can shed a little bit of light on why maybe we're having those issues or or be able to communicate that back to pipeline operators. Yeah, the one thing that um, I've seen with excavators that are calling me up with difficulties is going to be around those large projects that they put in, um, mm -hmm. those five, 10, 20 mile projects where 
your pipeline may be more than half of it. And so because of just sheer size of the scope and timing, yeah, they run into difficulties. It does get located, but maybe the communication it lags or something like that along those updates and stuff like that. So um, can you elaborate how um, Planes handles those large projects that are taking place near your um, facilities? Oh, that's that's a great question. First of all, again, I'm always going to say thanks for putting those those one call tickets in um, out of the gate because uh, there's a lot of housing additions and stuff that we come up on because um, you start to see them stake it out. And so then you'll you know, you have to make that contact with them. So first of all, thank you so much for for putting those kind of projects in because those are the most important ones or the big projects, because um, if they have to rearrange that or, um, you know, if people buy um, property uh, with the expectation to uh, install housing additions or, you know, to, you know, put in a uh, business or something like that. And then they can't, uh, that's pretty uh, substantial purchase for something like that. So, um, no, great question. So basically the way that we would handle that first off, right out of the gate, the best thing that I can tell you is again, I, I'm going to come back to this every time. There's a reason why that there's an OK or why there's a one call process. Once you put that ticket in, put great information in. I mean, that's, I mean, be very descriptive. I mean, the more information that you can put in that one ticket, that one little, you know, section of that ticket, uh, it's going to help. It's going to help mm -hmm. tremendously. It's going to keep you from receiving a billion phone calls. It's going to keep from delaying the actual locating process. And again, uh, I'm going to say this as well is the white lining and obviously with big projects that's stakes um that's you know anything that you can put out there that gives a uh, locator reference points to go off of the worst mm -hmm. thing that you can possibly do the one thing that's going to delay you as much as possible i mean that's going to delay the project more than anything is the guy that goes out there to do his locate nothing's marked he's going to walk away and he's going to call he's going to call he's going to say hey I don't know where your where your project is, so I can't mark it until you until you can tell me where the project's going to be out here on location. No. So you're going to get that all the time, um, and so that is going to delay those projects. So the biggest thing is that I can tell you is go out there, mark your projects. Uh, you know, especially whenever you're doing a big project like that, you don't want it delayed. So the first thing I'm going to tell you is first uh, go out there and mark your project mark your project as as best as you can um, to where you think that the project is going to be or the excavations going to occur. Uh, number two, put in your, your one call ticket as quickly as possible. So put it in uh, with the correct information, be very detailed in it. If you can do those two things, I promise you, your projects are going to go a lot smoother, especially with our company. Um, that's the two biggest things that come into play there. Um, but also um, say that you do have a big project uh, and then um, you, you know the, the pipeline or maybe there's multiple pipelines in the area for multiple miles that it runs. Uh, one very helpful thing that that we do now that we've got technology kind of coming together, right, uh, is, a, is a big utilization of, of KMZ files. So if yeah. you're able to build a KMZ file, a KMZ file is obviously a d digital representation um, that you can put together, you know, on Google Earth, even you can put one together on Google Earth pretty simply. Uh, you can measure it out, um, you know, being able to put something together like that. I know that's getting a little advanced, but with big projects like that, if you can learn how to do those kinds of things and send those KMZ files to pipeline operators because they'll request those, they can overlay that on top of uh, our pipelines that we have in KMZ file form, right? And then we can actually see the locations that we need to actually specifically mark out for you guys. So those, those are some of the ways to kind of move those projects along, uh, get that information out there um and then be able to get it located as quickly as possible to, so that way you can move on with your business so yeah i i don't want to um suggest that kmz is a replacement of white lining at all because being no, on the field yeah, of those no. reference points 
that's huge. That's that's what the locators are going to visually see in front of them on the ground, right? But those KMZ yep. files, they're huge. They're great uh, bonus information mm -hmm. that help out. And excavators, as you're putting in your locator request, um, especially for those large projects, let the uh, customer service representative, or if you're doing online, type in, I have a KMZ file yeah. or I have mapping file available upon request. The first thing that's going to happen is someone's going to call and go, hey, give me that file because that's yeah. going to help, help yeah. so much. So let us yeah. know if you already have it. Um, that's going to yeah. um, help that process as well. Instead of us. No, just I'm glad. Blindly calling. I am glad you said that as well, which is just that it doesn't it does not take the place of white lining. We, that's the number one thing. Do that before anything. KMZ file is more like a an extra, but it is an extra yeah. that can speed up the process sub substantially for a lot of groups, especially for for big projects, they don't have to go out there and look for every single stake. Uh, they can pull up that that KMZ file map um, or any kind of mapping. You know, if you want to attach any kind of mapping or just say that you have any kind of uh, proposed mapping, um, that helps. So, but yeah, great point there. Don't I don't want definitely don't want to think that takes place of uh, white lining. So, awesome. Um, yeah. Speaking of our partnerships, um, there's some other things you do outside of planes as well. You also work with. Uh, Opal, the Oklahoma yeah. Pipeline Awareness Liaisons and some other groups. Let's talk about those roles that you have and how we partner up in that. Oh man, and MG, you're a big uh, part of that process, right? So that's why, I mean, that's why I love Oklahoma in general is because there are so many organizations. There's Opal, this, so there's Opal, there's Oak Perry. So Opal is the uh, Oklahoma Pipeline Awareness Liaison Group. Uh, it's basically the, uh, a, a, a state association of a bunch of pipeline operators that come together to do public awareness, right? So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I feel like that's like we have the best program whenever it comes to, um, you know, to public awareness within a specific state because you're actually hearing the information from the operators themselves um, and, and having that two-way conversation with the operators themselves. Uh, and basically what we do is we go out and have uh, public awareness meetings, uh, liaison meetings with first responders, excavators, um, you know, general public, you know, uh, the uh, public officials, um, schools, you know, sometimes are a big part of uh, the uh, Oklahoma Youth Expo there in Oklahoma City uh, do they do ag shows as well. So uh, and, and in these meetings, we always go in and we're doing public awareness uh, with those groups, letting them know uh, the the hazards of pipelines and you know the uh, the proper way to put in one call tickets. Um, just kind of awareness in general, right? And we have training videos, um, you know, with the Oklahoma Pipeline Awareness Liaison Group. We actually get two cleat hours for uh, attending that as a first responder. So Very cool. um, that's that's a, uh, a big part of that process. Right now, we're obviously having to do that virtually, man. You know that uh, MG, MG <laughs> is a huge part of that. He, you know, we have uh, monthly meetings right now um, that we do. We've, we've broken the state down by sections, by clusters, I guess we should say. Um, and then we have we have host agencies that come in. Uh, host the meeting we do it virtually uh, mg starts it out does a great job from the, the uh, one call center standpoint and then we get into the actual pipeline uh portion of it and just kind of going over you know um you know first re first responder duties and and kind of their their part in that process so um it's a uh, it's a great group 
I love that group. Um, you know, just just kind of uh, taking a second to uh, to throw it out there. You know, if, if you are a, a pipeline operator and you're not involved in Oklahoma Pipeline Awareness Liaison, man, get, you know, jump in it. You know, um, it's a great group of people um, that are that are coming together to do public awareness and damage prevention activities. I can't tell you how many. The the cool thing about it is is the ability to be able to have conversations with people that are in your same industry, finding out things that they're doing in damage prevention and public awareness that helps uh, pass that that message along so um get involved in that if you get a chance but yeah yeah we're involved in that and it's a great group yeah definitely i i enjoy being a part of it because a lot of one calls um from conversations around the uh nation one calls kind of get pigeonholed into this just call before you dig call before you dig call before you dig but there's so much more that we can do um we are this communication hub um, the whole process is a communication hub so if we have the opportunity to go back out with this information whether it's partnering up with opal or other organizations we should take advantage of that and yeah. um and so yes all you pipeline operators if you are not a member of any public awareness group Opal is a great one to be a part of. Not only do you get to work with Tats and I, but you'll also uh, see some other great people that help you um, with your programs and um, great offer opportunity and information sharing there. Um, also, just another plug, if I may, um, emergency responders, other agencies, if you haven't had a public awareness training in a while or first responder training in a while to respond to pipeline emergencies, give me a call i'll get you in contact with opal uh reach out to touch i'll uh, we'll have his information in the um information with our podcast information information one more time uh we'll have that for you uh so look for that and we'll get you connected so we can uh, schedule some training um for you um other partnership opportunities that we've uh, done um you've been a great uh asset with us um with our expo that we just uh finished up and other um other safety days and other events that OK one puts on, you've sponsored, you've been there, you've been a voice for the pipeline operators. So I appreciate that um, from you as well, Thanks, Tug. And, um, and also you're um, part of our uh, leadership as OK one um, For those who don't know, OK one is a nonprofit, so we rely on our membership to help lead the one call and what we do day to day and uh, Tux is a part of uh, the, those decision making processes as well. So. Um, definitely appreciate all the things that you do. OK811 hosts live webinars every other Wednesday at 2 p.m. local time. These webinars cover a wide range of safety topics for both members and excavators. If you attend our live webinar, you will receive a certificate of attendance. And if you aren't able to attend the live webinar, register anyhow to receive a recording of the webinar the following day. To check out our webinar schedule, go to the Education Events page on our website, oki811.org. If you have questions or suggestions for topics for future webinars, please contact us at education at oki811.org. Tugs, we covered a lot today. I appreciate all the information you've shared. Um, you're a great representative for planes, you're a great partner um, with all the safety and damage prevention that we do uh, together. And I appreciate um, our conversation today. Are any final thoughts before we wrap up our podcast today? No, man, this was fun. Um, it was cool to be able to talk to you about it. I like what we talk about. We, we have phone conversations about stuff all the time, but it is kind of neat to finally be able to put this something like this on a uh, podcast. So that way, 
you know, I'm not just, you know, we're not just talking to each other about it, but maybe, maybe others can, can give insight uh, to kind of what the things that the struggles that they deal with or excavators can tell you, Hey, I noticed that he said this on this podcast. Can you ask him this question or, or, you know, um, you know, we've ran into this problem. So man, it's, it's just, it's cool to be able to do this with you. So hope, I mean, I, I definitely plan to do one in the future with you as well, bro. Awesome, man. Um, that's one thing that I stress to all of our um, audience, uh, whether you're finding us on YouTube with our videos or you're listening to our podcast, we're just opening up communication. Yes, this is a recording, but if you have questions, if you need clarification or um, complaints, <laughs> let us know. We we want to provide the best service um, for you in the one call system. So reach out to me. Um, the email address, super easy. You don't have to memorize my name. Just spell the word education at okie811.org. And if you have questions for Tides, just shoot them my way. I'll get you over to Tides. Um, otherwise, if you can see the description of the video or the podcast, his contact information will be there as well. Um, Tux, I appreciate your time today. I hope yeah. you uh, enjoy the rest of National Safe Digging Month. I look forward to sure. August, right? A11 Day is going to be coming yeah. up. And I I think I'm confident, you know, that some in-person activity is going to take place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So uh, I'm awesome. Circle 811. Things are going to be um, good by then as well. So um, thank you so much for uh, being a part of Digging Deep with OK A11. And My I look pleasure. forward to talking to you soon. Thanks, MG. You have a good one, man. Thank you.